In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Beloved in the Lord, let us draw near with a true heart 
and confess our sins unto God our Father, beseeching him in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ to grant us forgiveness. Our help is in the name of the Lord. I said, I will confess my transgressions unto the Lord. O oh, Almighty God, merciful Father, I, a poor miserable sinner, confess unto you all my sins and iniquities, with which I have ever offended you, and justly deserve your temporal and eternal punishment. But I am heartily sorry for them, and sincerely repent of them, and I pray you of your boundless mercy. Upon this your confession, I, by virtue of my office as a called and ordained servant of the word, announce the grace of God unto all of you. And in the stead and by the command of my Lord Jesus Christ, I forgive you all your sins. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit.
The Lord be with you. Let us pray. Stir up our hearts, O Lord, to make ready the way of your only begotten Son, that by his coming we may be enabled to serve you with pure minds. Through the same Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. The Old Testament reading for the second Sunday in Advent is from Malachi chapter 4. For behold, the day is coming, burning like an oven, and all the proud, yes, all who do wickedly will be stubble. And the day which is coming shall burn them up, says the Lord of hosts, that will leave them neither root nor branch. But to you who fear my name, the Son of Righteousness shall arise with healing in his wings, and you shall go out and grow fat like stall-fed calves. You shall trample the wicked, for they shall be ashes under the soles of your feet on the day that I do this, says the Lord of hosts. Remember the law of Moses, my servant, which I commanded him in Horeb for all Israel with the statutes and judgments. Behold, I will send you Elijah the prophet before the coming of the great and dreadful day of the Lord, and he will turn the hearts of the fathers of the children and the hearts of the children to their fathers, lest I come and strike the earth with a curse. This is the word of the Lord.
The epistle is from Romans, chapter 15. For whatever things were written before were written for our learning, that we, through the patience and comfort of the scriptures, might have hope. Now may the God of patience and comfort grant you to be like-minded toward one another, according to Christ Jesus, that you may with one mind and one mouth glorify the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore receive one another, just as Christ also received us to the glory of God. Now I say that Jesus Christ has become a servant to the circumcision for the truth of God, to confirm the promises made to the fathers, and that the Gentiles might glorify God for his mercy, as it is written, For this reason I will confess to you among the Gentiles and sing to your name. And again he says, Rejoice, O Gentiles, with his people. And again, Praise the Lord, all you Gentiles. Loud him, all you peoples. And again, Isaiah says, There shall be a root of Jesse, and he who shall rise to reign over the Gentiles, in him the Gentiles shall have hope. Now may the God of all hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing, that you may abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. This is the word of the Lord. Gospel according to St. Luke, the 21st chapter. Glory be to thee, O Lord. Jesus said to his disciples, There will be signs in the sun, in the moon, and in the stars, and on the earth distress of nations with perplexity, the sea and the waves roaring, Men's hearts failing them from fear and expectation of those things which are coming on the earth. For the powers of the heavens will be shaken. Then they will see the Son of Man coming in a po with power in a cloud with great glory. And when these things begin to happen, look up and lift up your heads because your redemption draws near. Then he spoke to them a parable. Look at the fig tree and all the trees. When they are already budding, you see and know for yourselves that summer is now near. So you also. When you see these things happening, know that the kingdom of God is near. 
Assuredly, I say to you, this generation will by no means pass away till all things take place. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will by no means pass away. But take heed to yourselves, lest your hearts be weighed down with carousing, drunkenness, and cares of this life. And that day come on you unexpectedly, for it will come as a snare on all those who dwell on the face of the whole earth. Watch therefore and pray always that you may be counted worthy to escape all these things that will come to pass and to stand before the Son of Man. This is the Gospel of the Lord. Praise be to thee, O Christ. Let us confess the faith with the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen.
the Spirit and the Church cry out. Come, Lord Jesus. All those who await his appearance pray. Come, Lord Jesus. The whole creation pleads. Jesus spoke to them a parable. Look at the fig tree and all the trees. When they are already budding, you see and know for yourselves that summer is now near. So you also, when you see these things happening, know that the kingdom of God is near. Assuredly, I say to you, this generation will by no means pass away till all things take place. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will by no means pass away. The Son of Righteousness shall arise with healing in his wings, and you shall go out and grow fat like stall-fed calves. Rejoice, O Gentiles, with his people. Sing to your name. Praise the Lord, all you Gentiles. Laud him, all you peoples. Now may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing that you may abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Sing to your name, rejoice, O Gentiles, with his people. Maybe I think all of the Advent candles should be rose-colored and not purple. Because there is in this world, for us as Christians under the cross of affliction, always, and in every case, reason for rejoicing. This is a wonderful day for us. Because you and I are Christians. We worship the triune God of self-giving sacrificial love who created us. And in spite of our rebellion, wherein we brought sickness and misery and wickedness and death into the world, our God redeemed us with his holy, precious blood and with his innocent suffering and death in those sweet words of the catechism that you and I might be his own and live under him in his kingdom. Do you see why I say it's a wonderful day for us as Christians? If we belong to the Son of God who shed his blood for us, if we are his own, if we are covered with his everlasting righteousness, innocence, and blessedness, then we have nothing to fear. He has called us to be his children, in the waters of holy baptism, where we are united to his death and to his resurrection, where we are clothed with his righteousness and declared righteous, accounted worthy to enter the kingdom of heaven, not by our merits, but by his merits. So today on the second Sunday in Advent, he simply says, trust me, trust me. I have created you and I have redeemed you with my holy, precious blood. Trust me. When he speaks those words, do not be afraid. Those words in Holy Scripture are always words of absolution. 
Like we will hear in a couple of weeks when the angel of the Lord says to the shepherds, Fear not! There is born to you a Savior who is Christ the Lord. Those are words of absolution. Forgiveness, full and free for Jesus' sake. During this Advent tide, we celebrate what it is to live in this world as Christians. The way we live as Christians under the cross of affliction is how we bear witness to Christ and the hope that we have in Jesus. So that when he determines that our earthly sojourn has ended, our bodies will fall asleep in death, our souls will go to be with the Lord, and on the last day the trumpet will sound when Jesus returns again in glory, and we shall rise from the dead. So this is a wonderful day. We know who we are now by the grace of God, and we know where we are going, and we know what we are looking forward to. And so in the epistle for today, St. Paul talks to the congregation in Rome made up of Jew and Gentile, and he quotes from the Old Testament these wonderful passages which are so evangelistic in character as they rightly understand from the Old Testament that God desires all to be saved, Jew and Gentile alike. And he says, praise the Lord, glorify God for his mercy, sing to his name, rejoice with his people, praise the Lord, laud him, all you peoples. He calls us to this life of praise. In these quotations from Moses, from the Torah, from the Psalter, and also from Isaiah the prophet. See, this is a wonderful day. Jesus will come again in glory. Yes, heaven and earth will pass away. But the word of the Lord will never pass away. And there will be a new heaven and a new earth purged of all evil, purged of all dross. Can you imagine it? A world in which there is no sin, no evil, no self-centeredness, no pride, no arrogance, but one in which we abide in the eternal love of the triune God. His word is the source of our strength, our hope, our comfort. That's why St. Paul says at the beginning of today's epistle, whatever things were written before, like with Moses and in the Psalms by David or by Isaiah, they were written for our learning that we, through the patience and comfort of the scriptures, might have hope. But what do we experience in these latter days? Despair and hopelessness threaten us as they do so many other people. It is so easy for us to be caught up in the world's fears. What should we say? The fear of nuclear war perpetuated by the fellow from Russia? The fear of global climate change? The fear of economic collapse? The fear of lawlessness, anarchy, and chaos? The fear of socialism? and the loss of freedom, 
the fear of terrorism, the fear of moral decay, the fear of disease, debilitating sickness, the fear of death. What is it that causes you to tremble with fear? Jesus says that in these latter days, before his second coming, the signs of the end will result in distress of nations with perplexity. Sound familiar? Men's hearts failing them from fear and expectation of those things which are coming on the earth. Have you ever stepped back and just listened to the society and culture in which we live? Or you turn on the news and there seems to be so many people in such fear and despair with their hair on fire. Such distress and fear and hopelessness is, however, for us as Christians, not the way of faith. Faith is reliance. It is confidence, not not born of any spiritual strength of our own, but a faith and a confidence and a dependence upon the grace of God that is born of his undying love and mercy for us in Christ Jesus. In today's Old Testament reading, which happens to be the very last chapter of the last book of the Old Testament, Malachi chapter 4, he says that the Son of Righteousness shall arise with healing in his wings. That's Jesus. He has arisen not only in his birth 2,000 years ago, giving hope to the shepherds who are keeping watch over their flock by night, but the Son of Righteousness arose in the hearts of all those in an ancient world into which he was born, which is not unlike the world in which you and I find ourselves today. The Son of Righteousness shall arise with healing in his wings. And it is that Son of Righteousness who's coming again in glory we yearn for, we look forward to with such great anticipation because he has healing in his wings. And being a former farm boy, the next phrase from Malachi delights me, describing the church receiving the son of righteousness, you shall go out and grow fat like stall-fed calves. And if you have ever seen heifers released from their stall bondage in the winter as spring arrives, they quite literally kick their heels for joy as they run out into the pasture. That's what we are looking forward to. To lift up our eyes and to hear the trumpet sound and Jesus coming again in the clouds and to know that he will right all wrongs at last. And he will arise with healing in his wings. And the dead will be raised incorruptible and we shall be changed. Dear brothers and sisters in Christ, this is anything but bad news. This is good news. Yet we live all too often as if we have no Savior. We have no hope. We are in despair. And it's not true. Whatever things were written before were written for our learning that we, through the patience and comfort of the Scriptures, 
may have hope. I'd finally like to direct your attention to this parable that Jesus tells in the gospel for today. He's teaching us that the signs of the latter days, including the evil of the world, is supposed to have the opposite effect upon us from despair and hopelessness. But rather that what we experience in the world today, the shaking of the very cosmos in which we live, is not to cause the Christian to fear, but rather to encourage us that the Bible, the Word of God, the promises that we have learned by heart are actually true because things are unfolding just as the Lord said. We are to look up for the fullness of our redemption draws near. So when the distress of the world is all over, we will rise from the dead and all of the enemies will be judged. He will right all wrongs. He will vindicate his people. So he tells this parable. Look at the fig tree and all the trees. When they are already budding, you see and know for yourselves that summer is now near. So you also, when you see these things happening, know that the kingdom of God is near. Assuredly, I say to you, this generation will by no means pass away. Now, Jesus' parable is an interesting one because of how it hits me. If someone were to say to us in Wisconsin, look at the changing of the leaves, we would most often think of the brilliant colors of fall the reds and the oranges and the browns, which give way to the leaves falling to the ground and a cold and bleak and ever darker winter in which there looks to be no life whatsoever. But that's not Jesus' parable. He says, look at the fig tree. When you see the fig tree not losing its leaves, but budding, you know for yourselves that summer is now near. That the kingdom of God is near. What's the point? It's a point that we miss. The parable about the budding of the fig tree is a parable that looks forward to how the shaking of the nations and of the cosmos and of the signs that cause so many people fear are actually for us signs not of death and eternal destruction, but of life and resurrection from the dead, the tree begins to bud and then new life springs forth. For on that day we will see the Son of Man coming in the cloud with power and great glory. Everything that we are experiencing today is a sign that our redemption draws near. And so, you see, it is almost as if those signs are sacramental in character. And by that I mean the signs that cause the unbeliever distress are for us coupled with the word of promise so that when we see these signs, the distress of nations and so forth, reinforced to us is the truth that God's promises do not fail. The lesson of the fig tree is to give us hope 
as St. Paul says in today's epistle, and to fill us with all joy and peace in believing. It is why Jesus then says at the end of the gospel for today, take heed to yourselves, which is his way of helping us identify the fact that the same temptation to despair that is in the world today is a part of our nature. So he says, take heed to yourselves, lest your hearts be weighed down with carousing and drunkenness and the cares of this life, and that day come on you unexpectedly. For it will come as a snare on all those who dwell on the face of the whole earth. Watch, therefore, and pray always that you may be counted worthy to escape all these things and to stand before the Son of Man. It is Christ's word. Received in faith, by which we are counted worthy, declared righteous. It is that word which enlivens faith, which comforts conscience. Because in that word, Jesus says, do not be afraid, I forgive your sins. He who endured the distress of the nations upon the cross, who endured the distress of your sin and the punishment and the judgment that you and I deserve, but we don't receive because Jesus took it. His word is thereby a word of authority that comforts and delivers, delivers to you every blessing of salvation, strengthening faith, enlivening hope, comforting consciences. He counts you worthy by this word received in faith as Abraham believed God and he was accounted righteous. So you and I are worthy and well prepared for the day of our Lord's return. Through faith in these simple promises which are more powerful and certain than any distress in this world today. Hold this faith in your hearts. When you come here to the supper of our Lord, confessing your sins and feasting upon your salvation. For whatever things were written before were written for our learning, that we, through the patience and comfort of the scriptures, might have hope. So with St. Paul, we say, now may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing that you may abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. In the name of Jesus. Amen. The peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus unto life everlasting.
Let us pray. Almighty and everlasting God, the heavenly bodies gave signs, the nations are in chaos, the seas are roaring, the hearts of men are failing, and these things all point to the coming of the Son of Man. Strengthen our hearts to lift up our heads and rejoice in the coming of our redemption in the person of Jesus Christ our Lord. Grant us repentant hearts to turn from our sin and so stand before him. Lord, in your mercy. Almighty and everlasting God, you lead your people as shepherd leads his flock. Look down upon your church in mercy. Grant health and wisdom to Matthew, our synod leader, John, our district president, Rob, our circuit visitor, and to all those whom you have sent to speak your word to us. Grant faithful pastors to all vacant congregations. Send your Holy Spirit upon us that we may be wise for salvation and demonstrate brotherly love within our congregations and to the world around us. Lord, in your mercy. Almighty and everlasting God, preserve the schools of the church and our baptized children, especially Annie Haga, Kent Franklin, Dennis Burke, Paul Schneider, Mary Schneider, Thomas Haga, Kathy Weber, and Dane Peterson, celebrating baptismal birthdays, that our people may be constantly nurtured in the hope of our redemption at Christ's appearing. Lord, in your mercy. Almighty and everlasting God, preserve your holy estate of marriage among us. Bless especially Brian and Rachel Gallus, celebrating a wedding anniversary this week. That preserved in the love of Christ, they may remain faithful to each other. Lord, in your mercy. Almighty and everlasting God, in the midst of strife and conflict, of wars and rumors of wars, Remind us that you have given all authority in heaven and earth to your Son, our ascended Lord. Call to faithfulness the leaders of the earth, and bless those who govern. Thwart those who would hinder your reign among all peoples, that peace may be established in every place. Lord, in your mercy. Almighty and everlasting God, your Son is Christ the sun who rises with healing in his wings. Shine the light of Christ upon the sick, those who suffer loss and persecution for the sake of your name, those whose hearts are heavy with grief, and all who have requested our prayers, especially Cindy Runau, recovering from hip replacement, Mary Beringer, suffering from the effects of cancer treatment, Bob Rothy, Peyton Locklear, Jamie Lynn Martin, Kathy Miller, Heather Peters, and Josiah Beringer in cancer treatment. Lord, in your mercy. Almighty and everlasting God, you have taught us to straighten up and raise our heads when we see the coming of the Son of Man. Even now, your Son comes to us under the bread and wine in the sacrament. Grant that all who commune today may receive the very body and very true blood of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of all their sins. Lord, in your mercy. Almighty and everlasting God, grant that we may be kept in joy and sustained in hope through every trouble and trial of this mortal life. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen.
The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. We lift them up unto the Lord. Let us give thanks unto the Lord our God. It is meet and right so to do. It is truly meet, right, and salutary that we should at all times and in all places give thanks to you, Holy Lord, Almighty Father, everlasting God, through Jesus Christ our Lord, whose way John the Baptist prepared, proclaiming him the promised Messiah, the very Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world and calling sinners to repentance that they might escape from the wrath to be revealed when he comes again in glory. Therefore with angels and archangels and with all the company of heaven we laud and magnify your glorious name, evermore praising you and saying, trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us and lead us not into temptation but deliver us from evil Christ, on the night when he was betrayed, took bread, and when he had given thanks, 
he broke it and gave it to the disciples and said, Take, eat, this is my body, which is given for you, this do in remembrance of me. In the same way also, he took the cup after supper, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink of it, all of you. This cup is the New Testament in my blood, which is shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. The peace of the Lord be with you always.
Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good. Let us pray. We give thanks to you, almighty God, that you have refreshed us through this salutary gift, and we implore you that of your mercy you would strengthen us through the same in faith toward you and in fervent love toward one another. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with thy spirit. Bless we the Lord. Be to God. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Amen.